from Trimble Construction, you're listening to The Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Connected Construction Show. As always, I'm your host, Matt Sprague. Uh, today, I am joined by the world-famous Tyler Campbell. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't help but do an eye roll at that one, man. Good grief. <laughs> Thanks for having me, I man. I had to thank go you. for it. I had to go for it. <laughs> um, so Tyler is, uh, actually, he, he is a, actually a repeat guest for us, um, although his uh, first visit was on the original iteration of the show, which was called the Connecting Construction Podcast, and now we are the Connected Construction uh, Podcast, both audio and video. So now you get to see his face, not just hear his voice, but his first episode, if you guys wanted to listen to it, was back um, actually on February 3rd, 2022. So over a year ago now, uh, Tyler uh, was was on the show. Um, Tyler, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, for those that haven't listened to the show, don't know your name as a household name in the construction podcast world. Uh <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do. You do a bunch of things. So fill us in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, Tyler Campbell, I'm a sixth generation builder and uh, started in the industry in 2012 with my family business, ABSI. And I apprenticed under my dad and my brother. So had to grow some really thick skin there in order to make it through that meat grinder. I've met your brother, um, so I understand the thick skin. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, stayed there for 10 years, and uh, now I'm running Story Builder Creative. So uh, uh, during the time in the family construction business, I picked up a camera and kind of fell in love with with making stuff uh, with that and uh, kind of tied the two together. You know, I said, actually, you know, there's not a ton of people out there like creating stuff for the construction industry, just the construction industry, and it just kind of I connected the two worlds and that's where that's where Story Builder came from. So, yeah, man, uh, it's been a heck of a year since we last talked. But uh, excited to dive into some of the some of the findings, some of the things that I've seen along the way, for sure. Yeah, you know the 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 narratives always change throughout the years. Uh, the the perspectives that you gain <laughs> from the experiences that you have, and that's uh, that's really what uh, you hit me up about. And said, so, you you know, so for, yeah. for everybody listening and watching, uh, Tyler hit me up probably about a month ago and said. You know, like, dude, I got a lot of new things to talk about. Like, if, yeah. will you have me back? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> please, let's, pretty please. Let's get it scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it scheduled. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, so the 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 overarching uh, topic for the day, um, which was super interesting, when when Tyler reached out to me, um, was that uh, better marketing can help solve the labor shortage. And I'm like. That, that's a statement right there. I like it. It's like I've done this before or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So let's <laughs> created a title or two. Let's, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's dive in that. So tell us a little bit about that. Heck yeah, man. All right. So I think uh, let's start with the obvious stuff. Like just kind of cover the surface level of this in case you didn't know some, some 
how we found ourselves in a labor shortage here. So, you know, we've got over 40% of our skilled workforce that is going to be retiring over the next 10 years. Uh, what that says to me is, hey, if, if we don't get on it now and start attracting this next generation, we're going to be in a bad way in the next decade. Uh, just in 2023, you know, we're going to need nearly 600,000 new workers to come online on top of regular industry demand. Like, we're not going to get there by hoping and crossing our fingers, guys. Like, we've got to go to work on this problem. And I know there are a lot of people out there doing this work. So I had to kind of look at it from my perspective and say, what can I do, though? What can I do? And then with StoryBuilder, like, the first thing that I started with was like, oh, okay, you know, it's a marketing company. You know, we're going we're gonna to go help companies, you know, commercial construction companies, try to sell more projects and all that stuff. And then it's just like, hold up a second. Like, the reality set in. A lot of the commercial construction projects are multi-million dollar projects and, and, you know, digital marketing takes time. So like we can put stuff out online, but I'm going to get fired, man. Like, <laughs> like we're not going to close any deals. Like this is, this is going to take a long time. So I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. Like I know marketing is good for the industry and that's where it kind of started to click into place. And I was like, holy cow. Um, wait we could use marketing to help fix this labor shortage. Like we can, we can use marketing tactics to help us start advertising to the existing workforce. You know, people that just got laid off from a lot of tech companies, right? Mm -hmm. We can use advertising to maybe draw them into our workforce. We could use advertising to maybe draw the younger generation into our workforce. And so that's kind of the, the dot connection that has happened over the past year. It's like, all right, Listen, we'll do all this branding and, and we'll be able to make some sales as a result of it. Yes, but the, the thing that we need right now, we need workers. Bad. We need workers really, really bad. And that's something marketing can help with. Yeah. So they, they like you, I think you had mentioned to me that like we're trying to get away from the, uh, the workers that kind of fall into the, into the industry, right? Like, I think you used yourself as the example, right? Yeah. Like my, my yeah. dad did it. My brother did it. I guess that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. I did the same thing with picking a college. I wish went to where my brother went and I realized I hated it. That was not going right. to work it out. Yeah. But the, yeah. the point is, is that there's much, there's greater longevity. Oh, goodness. Longevity when you choose it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, so, yeah. you know, so talk about like, your experience of falling into the industry and how that relates to really how, 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 how that has aided into the situation we're in now. Yeah, no, I, I think we've, yeah, we've relied on, and I think Aaron, you had Aaron on the show. He said it really, really effectively, which is like, you know, we've just kind of relied on people just wanting to come into the industry for a very, very long time. He said that beautifully and said credit where credit is due. totally stealing from him. There. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. And, and personally, I've felt that, you know, like I fell into the industry and quite honestly, man, when I was 18, I was, I was like, I'm not doing what my dad's doing. I'm not doing what my brother's doing. I'm going to go my own way. Lo and behold, when I was 19, I was like, oh crap, I need a job. And that's where it all, <laughs> it all came to a head, right? Uh, desperate times. So I fell into the industry. And then during that time, that's when I started to fall in love with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, an, it's an amazing place to make a life. It's an amazing place to make a career. 
But you look around the room, like, Matt, did you intentionally go in construction or did you just kind of feel that too? Did you kind of fall into it? Or are you one of the outliers that chose to go in the industry? No, I fell into it. Yeah. So that seems to be the case for a lot of people. I was talking to Jeff Sample with Contact Crew just a couple days ago and he was like, hey, yeah, man, I fell into the industry too. Same thing. You look around the room, Eddie, my brother, he fell into the industry. The dude was a history major for crying out loud, wanted to coach baseball. But guess what? He needed a paycheck. He fell into it. So we have too many people falling into the industry. We need to start building a ramp for them to come into the industry. And what is really good at that? Marketing. Marketing is really good for building a funnel, for bringing people into the system, right? And I don't know why we've just, we've just kind of overlooked it for a very long time. This is something that we can use. It's a system. It's a process that we can use to help us get those workers in place. But the moral of the story is we got to stop having people fall in. We have to start getting them to just walk in the door, right? Can't have them falling anymore. Yeah. You know, and the good news is there are indicators that it's, it's happening. But I think your point is it's not happening fast enough. Right. And that, and I think it's just by the nature that there are now um, uh, areas of study within universities for these type of things. So like uh, Mm -hmm. a friend of my son's, uh, who's going into college next year, he's going in for, um, you know, pr- uh, construction project management. And I like, Heck yeah, out of nowhere, mom and dad don't are, aren't involved in construction. Um, and then all of a sudden I hear that he's going to, I can't remember what school it was that he's, that he's going to. And I'm like, that's awesome. I haven't seen him yet, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so interested. I'd be like, okay, you know, let, let, Maybe I actually like that might actually may be a really good guest on a guest on uh, on the show as Heck a follow yeah, up. Man. Like, let's get a couple of these students that are choosing and ask them why. Like, why? Why yeah. did you choose this? Yeah, I would love to know. I would love to know. I think that's great market research for me, selfishly. Yeah, <laughs> I need to, I need to understand. Yeah, maybe the university's doing a good job with it. Who knows? Maybe um, maybe they are. Yeah. So, um, so how 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 do we fix this problem? Like. So I think you, you, you brought up the point of, of creating a, a, an industry funnel. Like how, how do we, how do we create a, just like in a sales funnel, how do we start to create a funnel of people who are in, in actually like qualified interest in, in, Mm -hmm. in coming into this industry? I think, all right. So first step in this process in I say this with so much love to the people listening. Your your brand can't look like a dumpster fire uh, with raccoons jumping out of it. And that's honestly what most brands look like in the industry. Now, there are, there are, there are some that do really well. Credit where credit is due. Yep. But a lot of, of specialty contractors, specifically, their, their brand can look like a dumpster fire. I'm not even kidding you. I, I saw a website one time that had a GIF of an Apache helicopter. Um, it had an American Eagle GIF, and it also had an American flag, or sorry, not an American, bald eagle GIF, and then an American flag, all waving in the background. That was their website, okay? And it had flames in there too. It was a little it, concerning. Yes, it did. All right? Yes, it had flames. It was a steel fabricator, and I'm like, what are you... <laughs> What, what did I just stumble into? Yep. Okay. 
<laughs> and you're wondering why people won't want to come work with you. I mean, really. <laughs> so first step is let's just make sure that your brand doesn't look like a dumpster fire. Make it look like you actually give a crap. Really. Yep. Make it look like you actually give a crap. Because I'm sorry, if you don't think that potential employees are going to look at that nowadays, they are. Like a lot of times we're hiring digital natives now, guys. Like I'm speaking from millennial territory now. Like whenever I hire somebody, you know, to help me out with a job, like I will look at their website. And if it's a dumpster fire, I will probably be turned off and I might go to the one that looks better just because I feel like they've got their crap together. Right. So attracting employees, it starts first layer. Let's just get our brand in order and make sure that that looks good. Super, super simple. I'll say, right. <laughs> the next layer of this, once you have your brand kind of figured out, how clear are you about your opportunities within your company? All right. Do you, do you actually have those written down? Like, do you know who you really need? Cause I'm guilty of this too. Y'all I have a laundry list in my head of, Oh, I might need so-and-so or I might need, no, what you need to do is just take a second, get a piece of paper, write these people down. Who do you need? All right. Who is it in your company that you need? Because you're going to take that list to your existing employees and you're going to say, Hey, guess what? Y'all, this is who we need. Do you know of anybody? All right, great. They don't. That's also useful for your next steps too, right? Maybe you need to put a job listing on your website. That's good. Or, hey, this is what I do, and I, I love this, is we do a photo or video sort of shoot, and then we try to gear uh, advertising collateral to, to attracting that specific person to applying for a job. And we run campaigns on social in your area, and we try to get that stuff just out there and so people are aware of you. But you can't do that and I can't come in and do a video shoot or we can't put something on your website unless you know what you have, what you need. Be clear about who you need. And I, I feel like, I don't know if you've seen this, Matt, but it, it seems like most people just carry that around in their head. <laughs> it starts with actually knowing what you need and, and, and uh, giving that to the rest of your people. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a, a learned behavior from historical, like they've never had a problem having the people in. And they don't right. have a problem getting business. So, like, why do I have to worry about it? And and it's 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 this isn't a unique industry problem. It's across different industries. My 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 wife's in in the medical industry, and the the practice that she works for is fantastic for the medicine they practice. It's a they they have they struggle running a business. And this is the same idea for the for for the for the contractors, right? Is that they're good, they're great at what they do. They're bad at running a business because they're not. Yeah, that's not what they. That's not what they. They're usually the the person, the owner, didn't go to school to run a business. They yeah. didn't. They didn't hone their craft to become a business runner. They 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 you know they they are what they are good at, right? And they're on a, you know cursory like learning how to do all the other stuff and you know what you you figure it out as you go but the circumstances in in the in in at least in the United States but across the world right now have changed that it's like it's the problem that we're identifying today is the labor shortage so it's not about getting the business it's actually being able to execute 
the business because mm-hmm. not only yeah. is there the labor shortage, but the demand is rising. The infrastructure spent the, the the infrastructure bill is increasing uh, uh, the amount of projects that are out there, and that's not just in the United States. That's across the world. Is that the the infrastructure deficit? Right, like we have so we have to scale up our ability to execute on these problems so greatly that yeah, you forget about the labor shortage. We could have this. We could not have a shortage. We have a deficit to be able to increase what's going on. Yeah, no, we gotta get we gotta get serious about this. Like you said, I mean, there's the infrastructure bill is gonna is gonna require some some muscle. <laughs> In order to complete, we have to get serious about this sort of thing. And so, I don't know, like kind of moving forward, though, like how do we continue to fix this? Like, so we went through kind of, you know, branding, make sure it's not a dumpster fire. Uh, The next one is be clear who you're looking for. Write that down. Be very clear on that. Um, The next one is let's just start your social media channels. All right. Let's just get those running. Let's put those out there. Let's make sure things are looking neat and tidy because, again, people that come work for you are looking. They are. They're checking that stuff out. Um, They want to know what you're up to. And if you don't have anything there, I mean, they they might write you off for the person that does. So you got to get serious about that. Videos and photos, man. That's where I live. I love that stuff. So self-serving, I know. But still, it matters. Um, the next side of this is, is making sure once you've done all that stuff, you got your videos and photos and all that stuff, make sure that your application process is super streamlined, right? You have to focus in on making this easy for people. Where are they going to go? Where do they go to apply? Like, ask yourself that. Are they going to my website? Am I putting them on Indeed or am I putting on LinkedIn? Like, we need to know. Map this process out. And also, your employees need to know. Your employees have friends. Where can your employees send their friends to apply for a job that's right for them? If your employees don't know, you've got people slipping through your fingers. Get serious about making that super, super easy and concise. And I promise you won't regret it. It's it's going to make your life easier. Yep. <laughs> Do you have more to your list? Go. No, no. I, I might be jumping, okay. jumping topics here. So if okay. you have more, right. you're, no, left, you're good. <laughs> you're good. All right. So, um, I would say too, and I've heard this recently and I thought this was applicable, uh, when it comes to referrals, all right. Uh, when it comes to getting employee referrals, I want you to go to your A team first, all right. A team first, because A team has a tendency to refer more A team players. Makes sense. B team has a tendency to refer C players. (laughs) They have this, this crab mentality, which if you research this, this is basically, you know, one crab could get out of the pot, but since they're all in there in a mess, they keep undermining that other person's like, so they keep dragging each other down. So those B players have a tendency to refer people that are uh, less competent so that they look better. All right. Funny thing is once you get to the C players and you get referrals from them, they're a scattered mess. So <laughs> you could get B or A players. It doesn't matter. All of that to say, let's start with your A team. Let's, let's look at your A team. Let's see if we can get referrals from them for people that can come into your organization. All right. Cause you know, you've got to stand out. You've got somebody that's in the back of your mind. That's like, oh, no, 
Tommy or June over there. She's, you know, she's great. She's awesome. She knows somebody. Yep. Let's get more people like her because she's killing it. Right. So uh, make sure that you're recruiting from your A team. And I, I feel like that's an overlooked thing. I don't, I don't know about you, man, but like, I, I, these are just reminders for people. This isn't groundbreaking information, I know, but these are reminders for people because I'm, I'm so guilty of forgetting this myself. And I, I think it's worth just jogging people's memories that you've got a great talent pool already. Let's use them. Let's leverage them to find more people and help get them online in the industry. So in this scenario where we have, there is a, an assumed uh, demand or, or funnel, right? We've got a bunch of people that want to work in the industry. And now it's like, how do you get the best and fill in the roles that you need? But let's go up above that and say, and I think that is what you're saying is that we also have to address the demand. Like, how do we get more people actually looking for jobs in the industry? And I guess, uh, like, when, in terms of like, at what age, do or you know should should we really be talking to and where? All right, so I, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about TikTok. I don't know about you, and and whether you're you're worried about Chinese interference and all that. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not an expert on that. I hear a lot of people complaining about how I say complaining or, or dissing TikTok, saying. Well, there are only like 14-year-old girls on TikTok. I mean, how how in the heck can I build a business around that? I'm like, why would I even bother? <laughs> why, why, why? You know? Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is, is that those 14-year-old girls have no, no value for your business maybe later down the road. Or like, I mean, really, that's what you're saying. They are the leaders of tomorrow. All right. We, we know this. Yep. Like the 14 year old guys and 14 year old girls that are hanging out on TikTok or YouTube shorts or Instagram or whatever. I think we need to get serious about making content for them so they can see how cool the industry is. We need to spark their interest early. Yep. What we're doing is we're planting seeds for tomorrow. We're, we're planting seeds that later we have 40% retiring over the next 10 years. Math tells me <laughs> that those 14 year olds, yeah. they're going to be coming online. Yep. In the next 10 years, how can we fix this problem? We need to start approaching the younger generation. Yep. So there's a skilled, skilled gap that we, we're trying to attract great people now, of course, but we also can't forget that we need to try to attract the people for tomorrow too. If you want a business that lasts for 50 years, get serious about yep. that. You have to consider it. It's, that's your workforce of tomorrow. Start communicating with them now. Yeah. I feel like this is also like uh, needs to be addressed by like the different associations as well. Right. So like it can't like. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the pooling the resources and, and that type of stuff. So like one small, you know, contractor in the middle of whatever state like can only do so much. But I feel like. Mm -hmm. AGC or any of the associations that are associated with construction should be yeah. focusing resources on this. And they are, yep. and I'm not saying that they aren't, yep. but I think a lot of the way that we're approaching it is still based in going to the school and talking to the kids there. And that's fine. Yep. 
but their attention is on their phone, y'all. Their attention is on their phone. Like, let's not forget this. Yep. <laughs> like they, they, they follow people on TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. They get excited about stuff from their phone. I'm not saying that going to schools and stuff is, is completely pointless, but what I am saying is we need to add a layer to this because this is a way that we can be communicating with this generation every single day. And we're just, we're not really doing that effectively. We're not really producing content at scale to, to show the industry off and, and, and tell these kids that this is a great place to come make a career, make a life. You don't have to go to college to be successful in this industry. You just don't. You could go into the trades and then go start your own business one day. Like, but also if you want to go to college and then go into something in the, in, in the construction industry, that's possible too. They're just options galore. You want to be in tech? You can be in tech. You want to be boots on the ground, putting stuff together? You can do that. There's just so much stuff that we can do. And We've got to show them. We have to help them visualize themselves in those roles. That's one of the only ways that we're going to be able to overcome this issue. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I just started reading a book. Uh, it's called Shop Class as Soul Craft. And I haven't heard and, of that. Uh, I'll make sure I, 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 okay, I message that one yeah. to you as well. This was recommended <laughs> to me. Um, and I just like, I'm, I'm still in like chapter where I've just finished the introduction in chapter one, but immediately I'm like, oh, and it just talked about how, how, um, those people that are in our, our, craftsmen or craftswomen, um, the amount of, of pride they get in seeing what they've done in the real world and how, um, I think uh, uh, the juxtaposition against what they're calling like knowledge workers, which by the way, I'm a knowledge yeah. worker. Um, but, uh, but, <laughs> but I try to, I take the jumps to say, Hey, my knowledge work is helping build something. So therefore when I know right. the things that I was involved in that were utilized to build something, I get some pride out of it. And that's, that's kind of the point of it. Right. And it's, a, it's trying yeah. to get that across to, to um, th that value across to the younger generations that, mm -hmm. you know what, you, you don't, reality is, isn't man, I have a, a son who's starting to look at colleges, maybe. Um, I'm not ruling out the fact that, well, he's not really someone who works with his hands. So I'm going to, he, he probably <laughs> is going to college because he needs to be yeah. a, a, a knowledge, a knowledge worker. Um, but like, let's not rule that out right like let's think about no, you know forget about just the construction industry but just like mechanics same same yeah. labor shortage that's happening um all of these things around uh being a craftsman or craftswoman and and having pride in what you're creating uh i think is is huge yeah. something to tap into we talked, I, I, I heard you guys talk about this a couple weeks ago where you're talking about, you know, driving down the road and being like, Hey, I built that. No, like I lived that. I was that kid in the car with my dad yeah. and he would point and he'd be like, yeah, I did that one. I did that one. I did this and this and this and this and this. And like, he'd be pointing everywhere. And now I'm that guy. <laughs> I'll drive down the road with my kids and I'll be like, Hey, yeah. You see that hospital? Yeah. I did yeah. that. It's. Like I, I'm still freaking really proud of all the stuff that I built yep. before I started up Story Builder. Like crazy proud of that. And it, and I, I just, I don't know, 
man, I just want other kids to experience. Yeah. <laughs> other people to experience. It's so fulfilling. My kids get so annoyed. There, there's, there, there's one, uh, uh, there's an office building that got converted from a grocery store. And we, I, we probably drive by it three times a year for sporting events yeah. and stuff like that. And like every, now, before we even get to it, they're like, we know you help, you help <laughs> lay the foundation to that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, you're a broken record, dad. No, I, I think that that's, that's so fulfilling, but, and there's a, there's another layer of this that I, I think that, that it, it needs to be talked about. All right. So we've, we've gone through kind of like some of the ways to fix it from a marketing level, but I don't want to forget about the people level mm. of this. The other layer is that, okay, we get people through the funnel, they're coming online, they're in the industry. And now we're losing them left and right. Or you're sitting here going like, great, Tyler. Awesome. We market them. We market. Everybody comes in and then they leave us immediately. So great. Good job, buddy. Wonderful, wonderful work. Listen, I didn't say that marketing was going to fix the entire thing. All right. There's a layer to this that we have to be better at treating our people well. Like we, we've got to get better at that. There are too many people that come into this industry and it, it will chew you up and spit you out. That's, that's kind of the reality of being in contracting. And so the next phase, the next layer of this is that we got to get more serious about just making sure that the industry is the most encouraging and the best place to work, truly the best place to work, truly with the best possible people with people that are passionate about taking care of each other and for safety and all of these different things. I've watched people come into the industry personally firsthand. I've watched them get harassed like, and, and that's just garbage. And that's just standard practice, unfortunately on, on this job sites. And I feel like it's because we don't stick up for each other too. Right. We kind of, we join in and you know, we become the, the, the hyenas, you know, laughing at everybody. It, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So we need to, one, we can fix your marketing issue, but let's not forget that this is also a people issue. All right. I can't help you retain them. That is on the people on the job site. That's up to the leadership. We got to get dang serious about making amazing teams, supporting those teams. And if anybody, anybody crosses a mm -hmm. line, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone because they don't deserve a place in this industry. They don't. They don't deserve a seat at this table. I'm sorry. Like that's how we make the industry yeah. better. So we got to get those people out of here. You get the, you, you get the <laughs> ethics straight and got you to. don't budge from it whatsoever. Cause no. you do have to hit a hard line. Right. And just cause you're, you're having to, you're having to change ingrained behavior. Um, and it, you know, a lot of people, they're not bad people. It's just within that environment, that's how they've just become yeah. accustomed to acting. And now you just need to yeah. kind of change that because let, let's just say, you know what, that this organization listens to everything that you just said, starts investing in the right places and all the marketing and investing is the word, right? This is going to take time and take money. Yeah. And cool. if, but if you don't, so if we want to talk about the entire funnel and the funnel, the end of the funnel is natural retirement age. Like they actually, they make it all the way through. Yeah. But if they're leaving within a year, two, three of being hired, you're waste, you've just wasted your money, right? Like you've got to be smart. I think in some ways you've done well if they're leaving yeah. that after that. Long. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. 
I'm, I'm, I'm hearing of people that are losing them within the month. Yeah. Within the month. What's going on there? Is it, is it because of the money? Like, is it, is it because they got an extra dollar somewhere else? I don't know if that's the case. Now, nah, if it's, if, if, if it's a jump case. and ship that quick, that is a, yeah. you got in and there are some like, O S word red flags yeah. <laughs> that are yes. like, um, you know what? Like, nope. <laughs> so let me just say, if that's you, before you call me, I need you to fix that problem first. And that's a hard freaking problem to solve. Yep. Okay. Because I can't help you. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. There are other consultants for that. There, I, yeah, right. <laughs> go, go get somebody else. I don't want anything to do with it. So you got to make sure that that's square before you execute on any of this stuff. And I know that's nebulous. And it, it's going to take a village for you to get there, though. But if you're in leadership at a contracting company, get serious about it. Serious, serious, serious. Get the, get the, get the people that are harassing others. Get them out of your life away from you. That is killing that is the venom in yep. your arm. All right. You got to get that venom out before you can start the healing process. All right. So get that venom out of your arm. And then if you are a project manager, if you are somebody else out there that's out there killing it every single day, it's on you to say something if that crap happens. Yep. It's on you to help <laughs> help help this industry get better. But just just don't shut up. Please yep. call people out if they're harassing others got to get better guys got to get better at that like we know the suicide rates are bad like we know we know they're bad we got to make this industry better because it's, it's worth it it's such a good industry man there's so much to do there's so much cool stuff but we'll never be able to show people because we treat them like crap and they're yep. gone yep well predictably this was an awesome show <laughs> I mean, it's the world famous Tyler Campbell. What do you What do you want? Oh, God. Um, we are down yeah, to our yeah, last sure. question. So, uh, 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 everybody who is listening and watching, I did totally spring this on Tyler just about thirty minutes ago. Uh, forgot to tell him that at the end of every one of our shows, I ask the same question. So, any of you that have listened in the past or watched in the past, you know what it is. So, it's what is your motto? Or what is a saying that you've kind of really keyed in on that's a really great uh, uh, lesson to live by? All right. So I know the oh, – gosh, man. All right. I, I, <laughs> golden rule is number one, right? Do unto others. Yep. That That's clear based off of what I was saying. I, I want that to be heard. The second thing is 1% better every day. All right. First one's the golden rule. The second one is one percent. And you know what? That, every day, that's that, the motto. That tails into well, exactly what you were just saying, right? It's just that yeah. the one is that there are no excuses. The golden rule, and then the other the, that one percent better every day is like, you know, to those who you're speaking to here in terms of like, listen, don't yeah. don't hyperventilate. Like, it's okay. a it's a it's a long tail <laughs> solution. Just look to make things better uh, day by day. So I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler, uh, thank you so much for joining the show again. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again in, in, in the next year when you have a new, another epiphany <laughs> that you want to share with another everybody. Epiphany. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody who's watching, listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always until next time.
stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.